Hey guys, I am happy to be here again for episode two. If you are new, this is the Bridgery Podcast. And as of today, which is December 29th, I have yet to announce my podcast and three people have listened to my episode one. Three people. That is so cool because I have not told anybody about this podcast and there's like three people out in the universe of podcasts that found my podcast so thank you for listening (laughs) um that's really cool um but I really wanted to um do this episode today because um I'm not sure when I'm going to announce this there's no big thing about you know January 1st but I'm not sure when I'm going to announce it but what I do know is that um we all need encouragement we all need empowerment so if you're new to my podcast. This podcast is all about taking you on a journey to inspire you to reach for your goals as I reach for mine, to grow in your faith as I grow in mine, and to take you on a journey of my financial freedom to hopefully inspire you to reach for those dreams and goals of financial freedom that you may want for you and your own family and legacy. So that's what my podcast will be about, those topics. So, you know, um, I try to, I'm going to stay in the, those lanes as much as I can, but of course life happens and I'll share that with you as well. In terms of marriage, um, my husband and I have a marriage podcast called My Kind of Crazy, where we discuss all things married life and, um, our, our season one, um, is up. You can find My Kind of Crazy on any platform that you listen to podcasts um, season two starts in January, so we're excited about that because we're discussing love and sex, <laughs> some juicy topics, but I wanted to um, talk to you guys about um, today and on the Bridget Reed podcast that today, my episode two, is talking about distractions, and I really want to encourage you guys um, in this area. So like every time that you log on to my podcast, I kind of want you to be inspired and encouraged whenever you listen to this, like get in a rhythm of listening to like the same time, preferably like maybe Sunday or Monday, beginning of your week so you can be empowered and inspired for the week ahead. But the idea is just to help you and encourage you in those areas that I talk to you guys about. So today we're talking about distractions. And let me tell y'all. I was driving down the street one day, um, and I'm, I'm like a person, like I'm always in my head about everything. So I was driving down the street and I was listening to a sermon and all of a sudden I really, I remember thinking, do I need to do something different? Like I really, I was like, I had, like, I have goals, I have a plan. And then like all of a sudden I was like, do I think I need to do something different? And the next thought was, why are you thinking this? Like, what is the, where is this coming from? You just laid out a whole plan. And I'm like, well, what's my plan again? And how does this align with my purpose? And that's, I don't know if you're like me, anybody out there like me, you're like needing to be reminded of what exactly you're doing with your life. And is, is it what you should be doing? Because I've gone on a path, like I've gone, I've done things that I know that I could produce on a certain level you know, if I put all my all into it, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, I'm producing, I'm producing, I'm producing. I'm always thinking, is it what I supposed to do? 
Am I doing what feels meaningful and purposeful with my life? And if it's not, I will give up on that thing. Like people, people have said to me, like, you shift, you pivoted so hard from this. Yes. Like if I get to a point where I'm producing and producing and everybody's so enamored or excited or, you know, awed by my um, success in whatever area I'm, I'm working in, I'm like, if it doesn't feel right at the end of the day and it's like something's, something's off or I just feel God telling me to go a different direction I will I will drop something so fast it's not even funny like I do not care who who thinks it's a great idea I just seriously want to be obedient to God I feel like the older I get the more obedient I want to be to the Lord the more um the more the more pure-hearted and living a life of true purpose and not just for accolades or applause of man. I want to live a life of true purpose. And what that looks like for me is it might not include the limelight. It might not include a platform and it might not include applause. And I've I've matured to a point where now I'm okay with that. And the reason why I say mature because there was a time in my life that if it wasn't getting applause or it wasn't being uh, in the limelight of some type, I felt like it wasn't meaningful. And that's that's a lie. That's a not that's not real. That's not true. And if you're out there and you're listening, it feels like you are you are not seen or you are not in the limelight or you're not you feel like no one's giving you an applause. I want to give you permission to be celebrated right where you are. Because if you are working or walking and where you think you need to do, and it has not been recognized yet on a larger platform, it does not mean you are not going down the right path. I think somebody needs to know that. I wish somebody would have told me that a long time ago. Like just because you're not being applauded and seen and promoted by whoever, wherever does not mean that it's not God. It doesn't mean that it's not real. It doesn't mean that it's not purposeful. Um, and now that I've matured and I've gone through and I've come to like these aha moments in my own life, I recognize now that, that, you know, I heard somebody say that there's a blessing in obscurity. There really is because I think, I think there's a process that we all have to go through and, surrendering to that process is not easy it requires you to um, lay down your own ambitious goals in terms of like where you think you should be and relax and relax to a flow of God and really like getting in his flow and there is something so beautiful, y'all, about getting into the flow of God. Like I've, I've, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I'm in a, I feel the, the move of God, and I'm, 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 you know, learning to surrender to His move, even if it feels like, okay, I don't, I don't see how this is gonna make a difference, or I don't see how this is gonna do anything, but I surrender to His flow, and once I get into that flow. Then I start to think, think to myself, this is exactly where I need to be. Um, so I just wanted to talk to you guys about distractions. I know I just went on a tangent there, but <laughs> I, 
I have the gift of gab, y'all. I got a gift of gab. And like I said in my episode one, it was so hard for me to start this podcast because I was like, I don't want to be sitting like I'm talking to an empty room. But I know you guys are out there. I know people are listening. So I just want to share with you what's on my heart and hope that you are inspired and encouraged and empowered in these areas. So how do you overcome being distracted? Someone asked me a couple years ago, how do you stay motivated? Well, let me tell you what I did this time. I'm just going to be honest, like open and honest with you guys. Like I was, I used to have shiny object syndrome, what should I call it? And basically if something looked good and I had like a vision in my mind about how that can be prosperous for me, I would go after it. It, you know, the older I've got, when I was younger, I used to go after shiny objects like all the time, like boom, boom, boom. So that's why I had so many businesses when I was younger, but the older I got, and the more money I spent and wasted, <laughs> I don't know if it was wasted. I learned a lot. Of, I learned a lot lessons, but for the most part, you know, I could have could have invested that anyway. That's another story. Um, <laughs> I've learned that um, as I older I got, that the shiny objects weren't for me. You know, and I finally, again, matured to a point where um, I can see something shiny and beautiful. And now what I do is I think to myself, what is causing you to be distracted? And I think like that. So my thought, you know, recently was that just looks really cool and purposeful and fulfilling. Like, wow, that I can imagine myself doing that. And it seems like a, an amazing thing to do. And then I would think to myself, well, what have you already planned or where do you feel yourself going? And I would review my goals and I'm like, girl, what you thinking? Get back in line. Like that is not that 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 compared to where you're going it's not going to be as fulfilling to as where you're going. Thing is, either of the paths that I was looking at is going to take work and time. Whether I go after the shiny object syndrome or stay on my path that I feel God leading me on, both of them are going to take work and time. So what I need to do is not waste my time on something that is shiny, but waste but but commit my time to something that is purposeful, meaningful, and in the end it will reap what the goals and the things that I feel like God is wanting me to reap. So, three steps to keep your focus. Number 1, review your goals. Review your goals. If you don't already set your goals, set goals. Um even if it's like you know two things I'm going to get done this year. Like two big goals. Two big goals that I'm going to accomplish. I usually set like two big goals, you know, uh, for the year. And then I have smaller goals in between there. Um, All around, I set eight goals for my year. But two two of them get accomplished really well. I pat myself on the back. Like, okay, girl, you did that. You did that. (laughs) And um, I'm just growing. I, I believe in Laura Casey's progress, not perfection. I believe in that and I love that because it, it just releases you of all the pressure to get everything done to be perfect to you know no stress just keep on going so number one I review my goals and I review the end goal so when I am 80 years old 
sitting on a porch drinking some peach tea with my husband and my grandkids and my kids running around. Our house is full. I want to, what do I want to see? What do I want to feel? What do I want to know about myself and my life and what I know about God and his faithfulness in my life? Like those are the things that I review. And when I think about the shiny object that is really cool idea versus that vision, then it all becomes clear. That's a shiny object. That is not the path that I need to take. These goals over here will take me to that end goal that I'm thinking about when I think about my 80-year-old self. Because I want my 80-year-old self to look back at, at Bridget when she's 36, the age I am right now, and say, girl, thank you for staying focused. <laughs> thank you for keep for keep on on praying like keeping your face in God's face in the in the Bible and listening to him and not being persuaded by worldly things or shiny things that's another thing y'all as I'm getting older and this is all about distractions the wisdom of God I feel is filling me up and I'm just not interested in fame as I used to be like I feel like when I was in my 20s, it was like so cool to be famous and to have a platform, like a huge platform. But we live in like a cancer cult, cancel culture that that makes fame not seem so cool anymore because it basically looks like you could be up one day and dragged down the next day. People are losing their minds in fame. Um, it's just not a very nice place so I would rather have the fortune without the fame that's kind of the journey that I'm on and um being able to use my resources for the kingdom of God like that's the journey that I'm on and I um I really think that as I got older in my 20s like I said it was like cool like to see people famous and think like oh my gosh they have such a platform because with the platform people think platform is synonymous with um having a voice but you can have a voice without a platform you can have a voice without a platform what I believe is everybody has a platform just like being an influencer like everybody uh like I was part of a event not long ago and they were asking me like how does it feel to be an influencer and I always get shocked by that question because I'm just like everybody's an influencer in my opinion it's just that what level of influence are you on and they were like oh you're being modest I'm like no I'm I really believe that I mean I um I I do believe everybody has a level of influence and the question that you have to ask yourself is what level of influence do I have and am I serious about it Am I serious about the responsibility of having the level of influence that I have? So if you have any level of influence at all, like, what are you doing with it? What are you doing with your level of influence? And so it's the same thing. It's the same thing with your voice. What are you doing with the voice that you have? Because we all have a voice. And I, I really want to encourage people that have felt uh, recently that they don't have a voice or they don't have anything to say in this because the world is so loud. It is so very loud and it's so many people talking that it's sometimes hard to break through the chatter. 
And I want to encourage you to lend your perspective, lend your voice, like always pray, always surrender, always bow down and always ask God, what is it that you have for me to say? But whatever it is that he has for you to say, lend your voice. You have a voice and you need to speak your perspective and it is okay um, I, I and, and I I have to tell you guys, like, I really want to be honest with y'all. I was listening to um, a sermon the other day and this guy was like, you know, your, our opinions really don't matter. And I remember thinking to myself, um, he's that's true. Our opinions really don't matter. But God gave us a story. And the Bible says we overcome by the words of our story. By the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Um, and I cannot help but think that if our our testimony has been silenced, like what are people hanging on to? So tell your story. Tell who you are. Tell what you've gone through. Like I'm planning on sharing a lot of my story on this platform about being distracted or being um, uh, growing in my faith and my goals and in my financial freedom journey, y'all, like, I'm planning on sharing about how I was once homeless, and how I got homeless, like, um, broke, broke, when I tell y'all, I was so broke, it ain't even funny, like, I don't remember, I remember driving down the streets, I was so broke, y'all, let me just, I'm just gonna tell y'all this story real quick, and then I'll get back to what I was saying, is it's funny. I look back now. I'm just like, you was what? You did what? I re- I was so broke. It was right. Was it? I was still in college or right after college? It had to be right after college. Yeah, I had just graduated. I had just graduated. Maybe um, maybe in the fall. So I graduated in like a June. I graduated in June, and then I went overseas for three months. And then I came back and yeah, I came back. I was supposed to live with my mom. And so when I went overseas, like living overseas was expensive. Um, at the time, this is back in 2006, y'all. At the time, um, the euro, which is the uh, currency in Europe. So for every dollar, you it costs $1.50. So it costs, it was more money over the, basically what I'm trying to say, it's more money it takes more money to more dollars uh to to make up one dollar it takes a dollar fifty a dollar fifty to make up one euro at the time i know that was confusing but anyway it took a lot of money to live in europe so i was on a real strict budget because i didn't have much money anyway and i was just leaving um college so it wasn't like i had any more financial aid or anything i had like nothing y'all so i was living off of like um, hundred dollars here, a hundred dollars there. My mom would send me money and I had went to Ghana first and then I went to London. So when I was in Ghana, you know, the currency exchange there, you like millionaire, <laughs> you give a hundred dollars to in, in Ghana, you get like a million CDs. So you like a million air in Ghana. And then when I went to London, it was like flip, you like broke as a joke. Like I was like on $3 three pounds and 25 pence 
a day budget is and that's super 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 low like I, that was my budget I was like I can't spend no money I gotta use everything the university has given me and and I was begging my mom for money anyway it was so broke so after I came back from overseas um I remember um like not having anything and I had like all this backed up mail I had like I had like crazy stuff happening because my um before I left for overseas I had a ticket a ticket that I hadn't paid so by the time I got back from overseas it was like a bench worn out for my arrest y'all because I had paid for this ticket and my mom it came in the mail or this notification came in the mail and my mom didn't open my mail it was a mess y'all it was a mess I remember having a stand before this judge and this judge was like, yeah. And I was like, no, I need my license. Like, they were going to take my license. They're like, no. You're, you're. And I was like, I need my license because I got to go to work. And so they let me have my license. Thank you, Lord. As long as I paid them. So I had to pay them. I had, and so I was paying everybody. Anyway, the way I became homeless with my mom at the time, she um she was living in a one-bedroom apartment. And she was on, in her own transitions in life. So I couldn't move in with her and be comfortable. So I ended up moving in back in with an old college friend. Well, this old college friend, long story short, is she um, ended up moving out and moving in with another one of her friends that she gave me her apartment. Well, something happened where the lease didn't work. The lease didn't renew. And so in two months, the lease was over and I was supposed to move it to another lease up um, two floors up into a studio apartment. The lease didn't renew. It was a big old mess. And all I knew was I had to get out of her apartment. The studio up the two floors was no longer available and I had nowhere to go. So I had to sleep on my friend's couch and I had nowhere to go. And I remember there was another girl that lived in the same building. And she was like, girl, you come stay on my couch. I had some, I, I, I packed up all my stuff into garbage bags, y'all. It was, I had to leave fast. And threw them in somebody's, one of our other college friends' basement. And some in Aquia's house. And I was just like, all my stuff is like everywhere. And I slept on her couch. And I remember thinking to myself, that you're homeless like you have no home right now like you don't have anywhere to go you can like I can go sleep on people's couches but I don't have a place to for myself I couldn't go home I didn't have a home to go to and I my some of my stuff was in every every all my stuff was scattered all over so that was my journey of finding my own place and you know it's just it just was a lot and so I remember thinking this is low like you've never been this low in your life and I was only like 22 21 22 but I was I felt so low but being broke but you know what I learned so much being broke <laughs> this may sound crazy but some of your some of life's greatest lessons are learned when you have absolutely nothing. When you have absolutely nothing and you hit a rock bottom like that. And what I was going to tell you guys earlier was I was driving down the street headed to go look at an apartment for myself. I was thinking, I was like, dang girl, you ain't got nothing. 
nothing. You broke out here, girl. Whoa. Like, look at your life. And I was so, like, down on myself at the moment. Literally, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, my car started smoking. (laughs) My car, the front of my car started smoking. I was like, because I literally said to myself, at least you have your car. At least you got a car. Like, right, like, I must have said something that my car was like, no, you don't, you know, (laughs) it was was a mess, it was a mess, and so that was a whole nother thing, because I had to find somebody to fix my car, I went to, like, three different car dealer places to find, to help fix my car, and I finally found a person that would fix it, and they told me the price, it was, like, $1,200 to fix my car that I did not have, mind you, I was broke as a joke, didn't have a lot of money at all. Um, and I was paying off like for this ticket. So I told the man, I said, listen, I can pay you $300 a week, um, at most. And that that's going to leave me strapped to absolutely nothing. And he was like, um, it was the Lord cause he was, um, the owner of the shop. And he looked at me, he said, my wife hates when I do this, but okay, I'll help you out. And I was just like, that was Jesus, y'all, that was Jesus, because I didn't have $1,200 to get my car fixed, but I needed my car to get to work. I needed my car to get to work. So Jesus definitely stepped in at that moment, was like, I'm going to get this girl some grace and help her out for all this mess that she's in. And I thank the Lord for that. So I do believe that you learn a lot when you are at your lowest. I learned what I really wanted in life. I learned the, the, oh man, I learned what really mattered to me. Everybody always asks me why I'm so big on marriage and family. I think family is a big deal for me because at my lowest, it felt like I didn't have much family around and not not their fault. It was not their fault. It was literally like I I probably wasn't sharing with them like the severity of the situation. And the reason why I wasn't sharing with them the severity of the situation because it was very shameful. Like you you don't you ain't got nothing, girl. You have a degree and you ain't got nothing. Like I had a whole bachelor's degree. I had gave all my money to this university just to end up with literally nothing. And I look back now like all that money I spent on that degree, I could have, I could have learned so many other things, but we live and we learn, and I wouldn't take it back for anything, because so many amazing things happened while I was in college that I did not share, but I, I know that was my journey, and I know that I was in process, so once again, getting back to our topic on staying focused, uh, I know I went off on a tangent there, y'all, but I really wanted to share with you guys, like, how I want to share with you the stories that I have gone through and how important it is for me to share those stories with you and how I'm using my voice to share these stories with you. And my podcast is brand new right now. Nobody knows about my podcast. I haven't even announced it on my Instagram page or any social media platform that I'm on. But I am sharing with you something. I am sharing with you my story. And whoever finds it, whoever stumbles across this little podcast, that hopefully you will be empowered, encouraged, and to see and to know 
that you are, uh, you do have a voice. Um, so use your voice. Um, staying focused. This, this podcast is probably like totally off because it's like I'm saying stay focused and then I go off on these tangents anyway. Forgive me. <laughs> so how to stay focused, review your goals and then also review the end goal. Number two, how do I stay focused? I asked myself why I felt distracted. I think a key part of being focused is figuring out what, what is causing you to lose focus. Like why, what over here caused me to go, oh, that looks, that looks, oh, I like that. Like I'm thinking to myself, like what caused me to go, boop, like what caused me to do that? And I think it ha- I am deeply purpose driven. So the things that distract me are things where it's so purposeful. Like um, there was a void in my life a long time where I knew that I wanted to do more. I give back to the need to people in need or the disadvantaged, disadvantaged communities but I, I wasn't doing that at the time. So I always feel this void. So whenever I see somebody doing it, I will be like drawn to what they're doing. And so finally, I feel like God led me to the Dallas Casa Court Appointed Special Advocate for Abused Children. So that's what I am right now. I'm an advocate for abused children, abused and neglected children. And I am so fulfilled in that area. Now when I am distracted by other people doing it, I think to myself, that's amazing. That's awesome you already had that area filled. So whenever you get distracted, think to yourself, what area is this pulling at that you you want to fulfill? And we can't do everything, y'all. We can't be everything to everybody. You have to choose what is what can be on your plate. You know, I am at my capacity at this point. That's why I almost didn't do this podcast. Because I was like, where, when, how? You know, I'm running two businesses. And right now... I'm homeschooling, but those kids are going back to school next week, y'all. Thank you, Jesus. 2020 is ending on a bang for me, but in that area. But I'm, you know, doing all this stuff, and then I'm doing, going to do a podcast, too, on top of it all. Like, we already have a podcast. Like, I was just struggling, but I wanted to share because I already share with you guys on my Instagram page, but I wanted my, I want to, um, to share more like one-on-one and really like go deep with y'all and it's really hard to do that with the captions and not sharing like not being able to go deep like with the Instagram I can't go deep I can it's very surface level so this podcast is an opportunity for you guys to get to know me on a deeper level and to hopefully be inspired and encouraged by my journey so that, that so understanding why you felt distracted is number two. And lastly, just refocus, but now with clarity. So when you refocus now, you're saying you're making a conscious decision to say, that's really cool over there. But you know what? I have a purpose and a plan and I'm on my purpose and I'm doing taking the steps towards the area that will lead me to my end goal, which I see down the road that I'm hoping will happen, right? We know life happens. But um, that helps you to kind of get back on track. And, you know, sometimes you have to just dig, like what's causing it to shift. And and for others, um, I do want to mention, some people need to be refocused and the distraction is not a distraction. Distraction is a refocus, if that makes sense. Like right now, what you're doing is a distraction. So the thing that's causing you to get your attention is what you actually should be doing. That's a moment of clarity that you have to figure out. Like, 
what where am I right now and where do I need to be so I hope that helped um like I said this podcast is all about reaching my goals and encouraging you and yours growing in my faith and inspiring you to grow in yours and my journey to financial freedom and hoping that you will expand your mind and reach limits and levels that you could only dream of by God's grace um I'm going to end with this I was reading um Jesus Calling I read this little Jesus Calling devotional by Sarah Young love it because I really do feel like it's like she has she's right in the heart of God and it's all scriptural based but um in in terms of distractions I just want to read you a little bit of it And she's talking to you as though God is talking to you. So it says, I am your refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, you don't need to be afraid of anything, not even cataclysmic circumstances. The media are increasingly devoted to fear-inducing subject matters like terrorism, serial killers, environmental catastrophes, and I like to add on to that a pandemic. (laughs) But if you focus on such dangers and forget that I am your refuge in all circumstances, you become increasingly fearful. Every day I manifest my grace in countless places and situations, but the media takes no notice. I shower not only blessings, but also outright miracles on your planet. As you grow closer to me, I open eye, oh, close to me, I'll open your eyes to see more and more of my presence around you. Things that most people hardly notice, like shifting shades of sunlight, filling you with a heart bursting of joy. You have eyes that see and ears that hear. So proclaim my abiding presence in the world. With that, I will end. And I want to say thank you guys for listening. Being, stay in touch with me on doing life, at Doing Life with Bridget on my Instagram page. My website, Doing Life with Bridget. And, uh, yeah, just see me, see you around. I'm also doing Life of Bridget on Facebook as well. So let's do life together. I'll see you next week for episode three. Have a good one.